Johnny sipped the warm espresso. Exhaustion leaked out of every crevice of his body. He hoped this drink would bring him back to life. It was a cold day. His bones were moaning and grinding a bit too much for his taste. He had to move somewhere warm, but moving wouldn't be so easy. Getting the money to do so wouldn't be easy. Gone was the day where he could take a backpack and head across a continent. No, he thought as he rubbed his inflamed knees. Those days were only a memory unshared. And what was a memory unshared but one with a foot in the grave? He was thinking too much. In one gulp, he finished his drink. Soon the caffeine would dilate his thinking. He checked his watch. It was almost time. Holding his small patrol bag, he walked up to the counter and asked for more coffee. The machine spat steam, and a moment later he was handed another cup. The girl behind, a patchwork of tattoos, holes, piercings, and smooth curves, smiled at him. He wanted to maintain his grim demeanor, but her sparkling eyes forced him to smile back. He was walking back to his chair and sat down, arching his back when a spasm rippled through. It wasn't too late to head back home. No, a voice of reason spoke up. You need the money. These dual feelings bubbling up as thoughts fought inside his head until he felt sick. He should walk away. After all, the man on the phone said Johnny could do so whenever he wanted. Johnny reached into his backpack and felt the 9mm with a silencer on the end. Homemade silencer, but he still remembered how to make them. He reached further down and rubbed the nylon with the metal loops in it. Cameras. He forgot about cameras. He took a moment to stretch and swept his eyes across the ceiling. One camera aimed at the counter. His chest tightened. He sucked in deep mouthfuls of air. Could he handle this? If he walked out, he would shut the door probably forever on his life. It was a life he thought he'd abandoned decades ago, but now... She wouldn't want him to do this, but she wasn't here. Pulling back the sleeve on his old and sour jacket, he stared at the face on his wrist. The man's jaw flared and his eyes seemed intelligent, but other than that, there wasn't much that made him stand out. Would Johnny even be able to recognize him? Again, he started to worry, and he felt his chest tighten. He took in several deep breaths, tactics he learned with her when she taught him yoga. It didn't help. Tension spread to his muscles. When he exhaled, the tension gripped the air, and now he felt the weight on his back, on his head, pressing his skull. He was in no shape for this kind of job. He glanced over. A smell of sweat, plum bath soap, washed over him. Shining brown eyes froze him. The tension in his chest migrated south. She looked away. The air around her was now electrified by her movement. It stifled the air near him, made his lungs heavy. The world slowed. He turned back and pulled out a book from a small pocket in his patrol bag. He was either here for a job, or he should leave. He started to read his Dostoevsky book. He read one sentence several times before he set down the book, knowing he wouldn't be able to concentrate. And as he was staring at his reflection in the window, realizing that he might stand out too much in this crowd of village neighborhood hipsters, he felt the hairs on his skin stand up. Walking in with a bold friend and a woman who seemed too brash and caked in makeup to know about life was Johnny's target. A small voice spoke up, told him that his soul was worth more than the money he would get for this job. A louder, gruffer voice spoke up, angry at him for being so squeamish. There was no going back. 
Remember the empty apartment in the Bronx? The things you sold off just to buy food for another day? Remember that whether or not you do this, it will get done? Remember that no matter what, you have to stay loyal to something. Just these thoughts stirred up a violent anger in him. He reached into his pocket, pulled out his cell phone given to him by a courier only a few hours ago, and texted, Ball is in the court. He waited. There was a chance they would call the whole thing off. There was still a chance that this could be decided for him. Light reflected off his thigh. He looked down at his phone. Hit the ball. Hard. Three balls, he typed back. The man had told him that the target would be alone. Perhaps this was reason enough to call it off. He felt some shame in wanting someone else to make this decision for him. A younger him would have scoffed, but that was before he met her. That was before his eyes were open to the world and he could see the filth he was swimming in. But how did that help? He was still here, soaked in the filth, shoveling it. Eyes open or not, he had to do the same thing in the end. Probably better to have your eyes closed then. His eyes darted around to the customers prattling in the cafe. How he envied them. Try to 